The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. And so we're going to kick it off with the usual shout out to the patrons. We've got Josh, Jake, B-Word, and the Iceman on Patreon, and Jason and Miss Aaron through Buy Me a Coffee. As always, I appreciate the support, guys, and thank you for you know believing me in enough to open your wallets and help me out a little bit. Uh, it really means a lot to me. So, uh, since the last time I sat down in front of this mic, some things have happened. Uh, in the last episode, I talked about, well, briefly at least, about the whole uh, the Twitter files that uh, Elon decided to start dissem- disseminating all the stuff he found out when he took over Twitter and all this information that has been one way or another come into his uh, possession as the owner of the company. And as much as I know, I've been trying to kind of steer this back away from politics, back more into just issues of more common sense, really, because that's what we need more of. Common sense, compassion, understanding, those are things we need to get back to having in our society. People need to stop by tying their identities up into fucking politics and conflict and stupid, pointless bullshit. And that's just how I feel about things. However, this is a really significant thing, and I do need to get some stuff off my chest about this. So the initial uh, Twitter drop was promised to, like, oh, more to come. And as I said last week, I was really hoping there was going to be something in there about the whole COVID situation. And as of right now, that's still kind of looming. And the material that was released over the weekend has been less than satisfactory for me, at least. Uh, Doesn't really show anything that, uh, like I said, most of the people that spent the last couple of years getting called conspiracy theorists and other less kind things by the people that were happy with the conditions of that particular social media platform. Yeah, it's just all kind of been validated. Every complaint that anyone's had about being silenced or being shadow banned or being outright banned has been proven to be pretty much the truth. It definitely looks like there has been collusion with governmental agencies that were trying to influence what was being allowed to be said, uh, which... Yes, technically the company is allowed to do that to their heart's content since it's a private company, private platform, and it would not technically be a violation of the First Amendment. However, like I said last week, as soon as federal agents get involved in the process, that is a violation of the First Amendment. It is a violation of the Constitution. Every one of those agents and actors should be brought up on federal charges for violating the Constitution. Probably something about oath of office is in there too, I'm sure. and. It, I, I really doubt that anything will come from it. Maybe a sacrificial offering to try and appease people. Like, oh, this is the guy who was in charge. But one of the reasons the second drop was delayed was, we find out right after the first drop comes out, that the guy who is the head legal counsel for Twitter is a 
former FBI agent, and he was going through all the information before the Twitter drops were released and basically censoring it some more, trying to minimize the impact of or the implication of the federal government in the actions, apparently. And he, this is not just some nobody. I, unfortunately, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name at the moment, but this guy was also deeply involved in the uh, whole Hillary Clinton uh, Russian server scandal where she was trying to say there were... Basically, this is not the first time he's fucked up and gotten caught you know, playing parties when he's supposed to be not. So, yeah, so Elon immediately, after he says, well, I didn't know who this guy was, and immediately fired him. And then a little bit of time passes, and some more information comes out. And it goes more into detail about, yes, Twitter's policies and selective enforcement and how they would reduce visibility on certain accounts or certain keywords, certain topics, certain high-profile accounts were getting different treatment, too, because every single thing they tweeted was being sent across an upper-level executive's desk. And whether they were actually violating terms of service or not really became kind of irrelevant depending on how the powers that be wanted to handle things. And, again, this comes as no surprise to anybody that has any gripes with social media. People like me that think social media has gotten to be way too prevalent in our lives are not surprised by this shit because we're skeptics, we're cynics, and we have a low opinion of things. But the stuff that has come out so far and it's been a lot of, a lot of different things including stuff that has been uh put forward uh I, a lot of people don't know this because they don't actively go seeking this shit and hopefully if you listen to me you're not one of the people who does actively seek this shit out and you know this might come as a kind of a surprise to you but um up until recently uh, namely until Elon took over, there were tons of accounts on Twitter that were like actively engaging in trafficking of child pornography, trafficking of child pornographic images, you know, images of abuse, all kinds of shit. And they were not, they'd be reported on the regular by victims, by people who stumbled across it, by survivors. Uh, and nothing would happen. Twitter would, you know, say, oh, well, this doesn't violate our terms of service and other horrific shit. And it was just kind of allowed to happen. And so that's one of those things that came up in one of the ensuing Twitter drops between then and now is, you know, kind of show, highlighting their complicity in child pornography, which... If you want to start looking into the the rumors and the tinfoil hat side of things, it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody because that seems to be all these shadow culture cabal type peoples. Well, that seems to be one of their things is they all love love them some kitty diddlers. And it's kind of hard to argue with the facts on this one. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, well, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah, it is. And there are literal like victims' right advocates who have been complaining about this stuff very verbally for quite a while. And all of a sudden they stopped being shadow banned and they stopped being silenced when they're trying to bring attention to these accounts that are being ignored by the handlers at Twitter. And if this is going on at this account, I've said it before, I'll say it again, pretty much every horrible fucking thing that is being pointed out about 
through this process is going on on every single social media platform out there because they're all kind of run the same fucking way. I mean, yeah, you've got your like couple of little fringe ones, Truth Social and that other shit. And I don't know because I don't mess with I've got enough garbage social media accounts in my life and all, all these new ones that are popping up. Oh, well, this is going to be where we go because Twitter's turning into the Wild West. And I don't have time for that shit. I don't fucking care enough to really do it. I'm not setting up a Mastodon. I'm not setting up any of this other bullshit. Twitter crashes and burns. I just won't care. That'll be one less thing I have to focus my attention on during the day. I, I will get over it. However, the uh, blowback from these revelations is being handled, again, and as I'm trying to avoid the politics of these things and stick to the facts. Like I said, Elon is using people who traditionally don't necessarily align with the more conservative school of thought um, to release this information and predictably the more leftist side of things are instantly just poo-pooing everything. The All the stuff about the collusion with the laptop and everything comes out. The White House did address it very briefly. The worthless token hire that they have is their press secretary who can't speak a coherent sentence that isn't coming out of her fucking binder when pressed about the issue, said, oh, well, that's old news. And that was basically all she would say. But then she got pissy and, and copped an attitude and stormed off. Very unprofessional. There's clips of it circulating on the Internet uh, if you want to check it out. But honestly, I can't stand her. It's just a prime example of why you don't hire people based on quali- uh, on anything other than qualifications. She sucks at her job. It's It's sad. It's pathetic. And even going off of her fucking binder that has all the questions and answers scripted in it she still fucks up she was answered the wrong question because she was on the wrong page of her binder the other day in a press conference on television and just oh i must have gotten ahead of myself there that's a fucking idiot it's not a good look and but yeah her whole answer to well what about these statements about the fact that you know, they were suppressing the story about Hunter Biden's laptop, which is true. Oh, well, that's old news. Of course it's old news. They knew it was fucking true two years ago. They, no, they It's it's not a news flash to them. They knew it was a legitimate concern two years ago. So, yeah, the, and of course they're very dismissive of it. And every single person who, the same ones that were complaining when Elon bought Twitter are, you know, oh, well, this is all a big nothing burger. This is all bullshit. It's it's propaganda. It's just this is what the right wants. They're just trying to destroy the platform, all this other ridiculous horse shit. First of all, way too many people that are playing identity politics are way too invested in, in like their life is hinging on this fucking stupid platform. And I don't I don't necessarily prove that either, because like I said, if it goes away, I'm not I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I'm going to shrug it off. I, and carry on with my day, but you know, that, and uh, that's not some, you know, like that's not one of the things that I think because I like, I think I'm moral, morally superior. Although I do think I'm superior to most fucking people these days. I'm just, I make poor decisions when it comes to my own life. But honestly, I do think I'm way smarter than your average motherfucker because I've seen so much stupidity out of your average motherfucker. And it, it just baffles me and it dumbfounds me how quickly people are willing to toe the line and accept whatever they're told is right without any sort of critical thinking ability. Drives me fucking nuts. But I digress. And, um, yeah, so since these Twitter files have started dropping and 
who knows what's on the horizon. I mean, they've started the two, part two, part three, part four came out. I'm sure part five will be right around the corner. And it's still really focused on the way Twitter was handling Trump's account and the decisions that went on in the company that went before leading up to the permanent banning of his account. And uh, from what I can tell, based on you know cursory reading of the summaries being dropped by these reporters, basically Twitter knew that he technically didn't violate any of the terms of service, and they were there was some back and forth about it, and a lot of people didn't necessarily agree with the ultimate decision, and it was done anyway to silence the employees. Like a couple, three hundred employees, something like that, signed a petition saying they wanted his account shut down, and I'm sure those are all people that are no longer employed with Twitter. Uh, but that's you know neither here nor there, and. It's uh, it's concerning more so because of how Twitter handles similar issues with other foreign leadership, which is where at least it's that's the part that was concerning to me because they didn't see an ounce of hypocrisy in banning the Donald because they didn't like him, even though he technically didn't violate any terms of service on the tweets that they cited is the reason why they were banning him. He, they couldn't actually legitimately say he was inciting violence or any of that other shit. But you go to other countries' leaders, and um, whether it be like Middle Eastern, Turkey, India, things like that, different countries where they were, like the leadership of that country was actively tweeting calls to violence and shit like that and saying certain groups deserve to be slaughtered and uh, the the. Ayatollah said that Israel was a cancer and needed to be excised from the Western Asia and things like that. And, you know, their Twitter accounts are still active to this fucking day. So uh, there's a little bit of hypocrisy there, if nothing else. Uh, like, I believe the I believe it was the Indian uh, prime minister or whatever who was tweeting out violent stuff and basically threatened to arrest all the Indian Twitter staffers if he was silenced or if they pulled his tweets. And so, yeah, Twitter knuckled under that to that real fucking quick. I mean, obviously, that couldn't happen here, so they don't have that fear in them, but it was a very real prospect there. So it had kind of colored how they reacted, how they, how they handled that situation. And, yeah, that that in and of itself bothers me. But realistically, the thing that bothers me the most about this so far is the fact that the people who want to treat this like it's some sort of, like the term going around right now is nothing burger, because everybody's saying, oh, well, there's nothing to it, and, oh, this is all bullshit, and it's more, you know, QAnon, Trumpist bullshit. But that's the thing. I really, I don't think it is because it's not like it's being fabricated. This is legitimately what these people were saying. And so many people are willing to just shrug it off and go, oh, well, that's nothing. That's not a big deal. Because it's being done to people they don't agree with. And and the general kind of malaise towards the overarching implications that people just don't think about is really kind of fucking terrible, really. And... It's that whole, you know, it doesn't really matter because it's not happening to me mentality that people are so quick to jump on board with. And it's so fucking problematic for anybody who actually possesses the ability to think critically. 
Because if they can do it to you, they can do it to me, and I don't want it done to me, therefore I don't want it done to anybody fucking else. And like I said, most of these people that that are okay with it, their whole thing is they don't give a shit for open discourse, free speech, you know, fair and balanced reporting. Things like that are really irrelevant to them because they live in this mindset of a fragile mentality. And I'm not talking partisan here. I'm talking on both sides of the aisle. People who are okay with this general fuckery are usually the ones that are either too mentally soft to defend their positions or the ones that subconsciously know their positions are so fucking fragile that a strong fart could blow them over. And so their answer to that is to eliminate everybody else's assholes. The problem is you sew everybody's assholes up and eventually they're all going to rupture. And yeah, maybe not the most apt metaphor, but you know, fuck it. I'm tired and that's what you're getting. But that is the problem. That is the issue with this is the fact that so many people have this mentality of it's not happening to me, so it's not a bad thing. You need to reassess your fucking values if that's how you look at the world because it's short-sighted, it's stupid, and frankly, it's weak-minded, and it's kind of pathetic. And I, the Gen Z assholes that are out here lauding all this bullshit and all the ones that are really proud of themselves in the last few months. And again, this is, you know, old man Aaron here. But these young, dumb motherfuckers don't realize what a precarious fucking position they find themselves in. Because they are young and cocky enough to think they know fucking everything. And they think they're so slick and they're so smart and they're outsmarting all these old fucks. And they're showing how much, you know, how much weight they bring to the fucking table. Not realizing that very fact is why they need to be more fucking careful. They need to quit being so fucking sure of themselves because they are so much easier to manipulate than people that actually have life experience. So this, you know, stupid cockstrong head sure bullshit that they're, you know, just jumping on board with like, oh, we're, we're going to make a difference. We're the ones that are going to change the world. No, you fucking idiots. You're the ones that help the people that are actually in real power maintain the status quo. And you're morons and you're manipulated and you don't even realize it. And it's a fucking shame, really. Uh, I just hope you make it long enough to look back with regret someday when you finally pull your head out of your ass. I hope we're here to pull our heads out of our asses. And one of the reasons why I'm slightly more concerned about that is something we will address right after this break. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 
All right, so thanks for listening to that, guys. You know, those little pennies start to add up. If I get to a couple thousand more streams, I might make, you know, 50 bucks. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so the other thing that has happened since last week is something that has been extremely divisive, again, on social media. Not not really the kind of thing anybody I spend any personal face-to-face time with really feels the need to talk about because... Uh, it's just that fucking ridiculous to most of us. And we also want to maintain enough respect to each other where if we know we're going to fight about it, we don't bring it up because that's what grownups fucking do without getting on that whole band of commentary. If you can have civil discourse and still be respectful for each other, I'm all for it. If you know something's going to lead to a fight, it's probably the bigger thing is to just avoid it especially if it doesn't directly impact your life. Now, I'm kind of hoping this next thing I'm going to talk about doesn't directly impact anybody I know's lives, but I'm also not, you know, oblivious enough to say it never could happen. And the thing I want to talk about next is just this weekend here. Um, Yeah, so Brittany Griner, the WNBA player that got busted with hash oil in fucking Russia and got sentenced to nine years in Russian gulags, uh, is on her way back to the States. And honestly, I think it is a terrible, stupid fucking thing. I made it abundantly clear where I stood on this matter when she got arrested. Well, I don't think anybody should be arrested for weed. She knowingly violated the, the laws of a country she was had been to before. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, she's a, she's a, a gold medalist and a world-class athlete and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that doesn't entitle you to just, you know, follow the laws you want to, try and use the system for your advantage, and then try and pull the race card or the gay card or whatever other bullshit she wanted to get behind, thinking it put her above the law of the land. You know, rules for thee and not for me and all this other horse shit that, you know, there are people that that is the case and it shouldn't be that way. But that's a whole nother conversation. But, yeah, the Biden administration got Putin to release her. And in case you're living under a rock, the guy did it through a one-for-one prisoner exchange. Now, I know you're probably thinking to yourself, but Aaron, we don't have any Russian women basketball players to trade for this outstanding specimen of an American citizen to make it a fair and equal trade, do we? Well, no, we don't. And um, like I said, again, in case you haven't heard about this, and I really doubt that you haven't, we wind up trading somebody who was colloquially known as the Merchant of Death. Yeah, this guy, um, he was one of the basis for the character in the Nicolas Cage movie Lord of War. This guy is an international arms dealer. Now, that in and of itself is a whole nother conversation because I'm sure some of the dirty shit he's done around the world was at the behest of the United States government. I don't doubt that for a fucking second. However, the reason this man was in prison is because he was caught giving advice and weapons to a Colombian organization with distinctly anti-American intentions it was there he was arming people that were going to come to the states and fuck up our citizens 
which is how he wound up in prison. And I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure he's probably done work for U.S. government agencies, you know, shadow worker, however you want to look at it, off the books, black black ops type shit. Because, frankly, those, those guys, it's a giant circle jerk. It's like every other organization. Everybody's fucking their sisters and their cousins. It's kind of that I'm sure the arms community at that level is, you know, I'm sure he's probably worked for different alphabet organizations. And it was not I'm not an entirely unfounded idea that he, he they knew where he was because they were dealing with him, too. And it wasn't probably that hard to pinch him. And so this is the guy that good old shambling Sleepy Joe decided to trade for the arrogant anti-American uh, basketball WNBA player. And he did it. He, you know, he, they make a lot of excuses. Oh, well, you know, no Americans abroad should be held prisoner and da, 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 da. Well, see, that's the thing. There are a lot of other Americans in prison and a lot of other places that just don't tick all the agenda boxes. They don't have the social following. They don't have people out there. They don't have name brand recognition, so the government's not going to bat for them nearly at the same rate. And, you know, some of them were legitimately, there's a, there's a teacher that was in Russia who's arrested for the exact same fucking thing. Nobody even talks about his name. And honestly, I can't remember it either. Cause, uh, frankly, you know, like I said, he, he, and I, I'm more willing to believe he didn't know he was breaking a fucking law that was going to land him in prison by having a vape cartridge that had hash oil in it. But she did. She, Because, she, like I said, she'd been there before. She knew the rules. She had been briefed about what was acceptable and what was not, and she just felt like she was above it. Him, he, His whole claim was, I didn't know. And, yeah, he's still rotting in a Russian prison. And then there's another uh, American over there who's a uh, discharged former Marine Depending on whose narrative you believe, um, the Russians are holding on uh, accusations of being a spy, which, you know, kind of tracks. And they didn't, you know, want to trade him and her for the merchant of death. They said one for one trade. And the White House was more than happy to go along with it to get their, uh, you know, women's basketball player who, you know, I mean, it, it's it's probably the only trade the WNBA is ever going to get that anybody's going to fucking care about. But ultimately, and she's not even that fucking great. She misses open open lane layups. She's not, a, you know, there's a reason that WNBA players don't make the money they think they deserve. Now, granted, she still makes a six-figure salary as a WNBA player, but uh, the reason she was over in Russia was that's just not fair. It's not enough money for her. Because the NBA players make so much more. Now, the problem is nobody wants to acknowledge that the WNBA players don't make as much because they don't have the draw. If they if the WNBA wasn't subsidized by the NBA, it wouldn't fucking exist because it is a net loser. It is in the red. It is funded by the NBA. Why? Because nobody buys their merch. Nobody watches their games. Nobody goes to the fucking games. Nobody buys tickets. They don't sell tickets. They don't sell merch. They don't have the money to exist. That's how it works. But that's, you know, saying those kind of things is unpopular and saying anything about her getting traded for the merchant of death other than, oh, that's great that she's on her way home will probably get me labeled as a racist because obviously I can't have a problem with the fact that Russia got an extremely connected, violent and dangerous person in exchange for somebody who badmouths this country, 
uh, and knowingly, willingly broke the law and doesn't really bring anything to the table other than hopefully she appreciates what was given up to get her back and stops being such a bitch about what a horrible country she's in where she makes more than a good portion of the people, probably 85, 90% of the people in this country by playing a game and not really not even playing it that fucking well. I mean, she got a a genetic lottery chance where she's tall and gangly, and so she can kind of play sports. And, yeah, she can dunk. I can't fucking dunk, so there's that. I probably couldn't take her in a one-on-one match because she's a fucking foot and a half taller than me. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. You know, just because she's, you know, six foot 14 or whatever the fuck she is, and I'm not. Yeah, she could beat me at basketball. It's not like I'm, I'm not saying, like, she's a horrible basketball player, but she's also not that fucking great where she's worth trading somebody who has literally probably cost thousands of people, if not more of their lives and is probably going to be more of a threat now, because now the thing that nobody wants to talk about and the thing that if you bring it up, you're automatically a racist for not being all yay gung ho black lesbian chick. Um, but I just look at it on a one for one exchange. Now, you know, part of me, the part of me that says, you know, people should be able to arm themselves and be able to defend their homes and their property and their lands doesn't really see the whole arms sale thing in the same light as saying it's, you know, the world's most terrible thing. There's all kinds of weapon manufacturers out there, and I think every human being has a right to defend themselves. So, you know, if you're not, if you don't have a fucking, you know, rural king where you can go pick up a rifle and a pistol, sometimes, you know, there's the arms dealers got an arms deal. My problem with this guy in particular is he was intentionally arming people that were actively seeking to, to do violence to my fellow countrymen. I, yeah, I take a little more issue with that. And yeah, so I have more of a problem releasing him. Now, you compound that with the fact that they gave him to Putin, who is currently still having his little war with the Ukraine and he now has another chip on the, another playing piece on the board. So looking at it from that perspective, not only does he now have in back in his possession, somebody who has connections to get more weapons, to get more ammunition, to get things, but he has people, a guy back in his hands, a guy who has the networking and yeah, he's been locked up for a, quite a while, but the simple fact of the matter is that, that doesn't just go away. He still has a network. He still has connections. He will be able to get things into places that the Russian government may not be able to do it because it'll be a small scale operation. So he's used to smuggling and flying under the radar and getting things where they need to be. This is a guy who at one point they were talking about he might have dirty bombs which, you know, nuclear fallout, bad things, small-scale explosions that can contaminate, you know, entire towns and shit like that. Yeah. And I'm willing to bet he's not the most scrupulous guy when it comes to dealing with that shit. So I want to, you know, say this was really not a even trade. This was not a fair trade. One of the things about the uh, Marine who's in custody on spying charges right now is people are saying, well, you know, he was arrested. He was arrested during Trump's presidency and Trump didn't do anything to get him back. No, Trump had the offer on the table and he decided this guy was not worth fucking letting out, regardless of the fact that it was a trade for somebody who was supposedly in the service of the country. And that's the other thing. A lot of people want to bring up this Marine who's over there who, because 
and to get into the political aspect of things, people are saying, oh, well, people are just mad that she got brought home because she's a black lesbian and he was a white male and a straight white male and he's still over there. And that's why people are, the Republicans are pissed off. And the Republicans keep saying, well, he's a Marine, he served the country, and she hates this country. Maybe that's why he should come back. But look at his service record. His record, he was dishonorably discharged for stealing $10,000 from the military and using other people's Social Security numbers and all this other shit. And the logical part of my brain says, if you were going to send somebody out to be a spy, would you want the country you were sending him to to think he was this G.I. Joe great American soldier who had a squeaky clean record and left with no problems or would you want him thinking maybe he was over there as a disgruntled motherfucker because he got he was a shady guy got kicked out of the military for shady shit so his his background paperwork saying he got dishonorably discharged he was stealing social security numbers and doing a bunch of other low-life shit might have behooved him if he was actually functioning in an intelligence gathering capacity for this country so i look at that with a grain of salt but i go i keep going back to the fact that now Putin's got this arms dealer. Not only does this guy have a network and connections, and he owes Putin for getting him out of fucking prison. Putin is the kind of guy that will use that and will leverage that to get him to do shit he wants. Furthermore, he just spent like 10 years in a fucking American prison. He's probably not exactly our biggest fan, so doing things that could impact us negatively may sound a little bit better to him. When he starts hearing that there's groups that want to start, you know, having terrorist attacks on the American citizens and American properties and American holdings and American interests, he may cut them a little bit better deal. He may be a little more willing to work with them to make sure they have the tools to cause mayhem and chaos and all this other shit. And letting him out might have been really fucking short-sighted and stupid on behalf of the administration here. So, yeah, the uh, little short, pandering bullshit that is pretty much what I've come to expect from the Biden administration of we are going to talk to these, you know, quote unquote, super marginalized groups. Uh, it's not that they're marginalized anymore. It's a very mainstream group of people at this point, uh, which is fine. They're just fucking people as far as I'm concerned and pandering to them really does no good. And I'm particularly have a chip on my shoulder about this one because yeah, you let out the fucking merchant of death. So, yeah, good job. Hopefully he's not mad about the last eight or ten years, whatever it was, that he's been a guest of the United States government, or at least not mad enough to do anything really problematic. Like, you know, maybe give a couple of these little terror cells out of Columbia a fucking nuclear suitcase device that'll wind up turning one of the major metropolitan areas into into a fucking fallout game. Ah. <sighs> Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully nothing comes of it and he just stays over on the other side of the uh, planet, you know, seizing all the arms that Biden left in Afghanistan when he pulled everybody out in such a fucker row and uh, reselling them in true American spirit, selling something two or three times. Why not? And uh, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. And ultimately, yeah, part of me is like, okay, good. You're home. You're not sitting in a foreign prison that you justifiably were in because you violated the laws of another country and another sovereign country. We have no right to tell them how to live their lives. That's something I'm kind of hung up on. And actually, I okay, so I'm not done. I have something else I want to complain about. One of the other things that really burns my ass uh, 
and this is, I promise this is as political as I'm going to get for a little while, but the social media commentary coming out of the White House from the president, the vice president, the press secretary, everybody who's talking about how, oh, this is just a prime example of, you know, she was in there for a victimless crime and weed, nobody should be in jail for weed. I would just like to, as my last little act of being annoyed, like to point out that there are still thousands and thousands and thousands of U.S. citizens in jail for marijuana possession charges, largely put there under a bill authored by the sitting president, the 1994 Crime Act or Crime Bill. You know, it was he fucking wrote it, sponsored it, put it forward. A lot of the provisions that are the reasons why people are locked up for weed. Kamala Harris used weed charges to prosecute hundreds, if not thousands. I, I'm not take I'm too, I'm not in the mood to go look up her stats. She put a bunch of guys in jail for weed. She kept them in there after they were supposed to be out, so she could use them for labor for the state of California. She's not anyone who's got any room to fucking talk about these people. Shouldn't be getting. Nobody should be in prison for weed. You put motherfuckers there. You're a hypocrite. You're both hypocrites. This entire administration is just full of shit, and it relies on the fact that people have short attention spans and no fucking recollection of the past. Uh, and now I got myself worked up. So in a happier footnote, the holidays are upon us. So I touched on it briefly before. I'm going to touch on it briefly again. I hope you're all having a wonderful uh, December as the year winds down. We come upon New Year's Eve as looming Christmas is around the corner if that's something you're into. Uh, Yule, Hanukkah, uh, Tet, uh, all the all the good stuff that's out there. And I hope that uh, you're having good holidays, spending some good time with your family, your friends, uh, having a little more love and forgiveness in your hearts just because, you know, why the fuck now? Let's be better people. And that being said, for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.